Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Faith Focus Weekly Discipleship Podcast. My name is Kevin Rognes, and I am the Discipleship Director here at Faith Covenant Church, and I'm so thankful that you took the time to watch or listen to this episode today. Um, I just want to remind you that you can subscribe to make sure that you never miss an episode. So whether you're on YouTube or Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google or Amazon, you can subscribe to make sure that you're never missing an episode. You can also share the episode with your friends if you think it's something that is relevant and will be helpful for them. Um, and as always, if you have any feedback for me, I'm always looking to improve my crafts with this. And so if you have any comments, you can email me and talk to me about any stories that you want to share or any topics that you would like to discuss. So my email address is listed in the comments section. Please let me know what kind of content would be helpful for you. So tonight, I want to talk to you a little bit about running first. And before you get nervous, know my purpose tonight is not to recruit you to run a marathon. I do that, but not tonight. But I am training to run a marathon, as many of you know, uh, with Team World Vision to raise funds for clean water projects around the world with Team World Vision. It's an amazing cause. I've been part of it since 2014, and it's just a fantastic organization to be a part of. However, this year has been really challenging for me in terms of running because 2020 happened, there was a pandemic, and just because of uncertainty with where I was at in my life, and I had just graduated seminary, didn't know where I was gonna be, so I didn't sign up to run much or do any races, and so I just kind of lost a lot of my running ability and my stamina, my endurance, and my speed, and so this year, as I've been getting back into a marathon, it's been a lot more challenging for me. In fact, I would say it's probably harder for me this year than it was for me back in 2014 when I ran my first marathon. So age is a real thing, people. <laughs> I'm definitely learning that. Uh, however, I've been making progress recently and I'm, I'm very excited about that. So um, I'm rebuilding my distance. I'm rebuilding my pace. Like. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I did my first six-mile run in this training period, and I was just like, oh, no, how am I going to do another 20 on top of this six that I've already done? This is not okay. Why am I doing this? But it's getting better. And to show you that, I want to just talk about a few of my recent runs. So back on June 3rd, I did a five-mile run, and I didn't walk at all like I just ran the whole thing not that I'm super fast or anything like that um, but I just kind of made sure I was plugging away the whole time and got through five miles without having to stop and walk at all which for me is a kind of a point of pride like ooh, I didn't walk I can tough it out that's great but so again five miles and I had a 10 minute and eight second average pace so on average those five miles took me 10 minutes and eight seconds to run I also had an elevation gain of 95, excuse me, of 95 feet, which means I had at least 95 feet of going uphill of elevation gain. So not terribly challenging for five miles, and I felt pretty good after that. The next week, on June 11th, I did a five-mile run as well, and this one was a little bit slower. I average, uh, my average pace was 10 miles and 35 seconds. And part of that was I did end up having to walk some. I just wasn't having as great of a day. 
Um, it might have been hotter or may not have been as well um, hydrated. Um, it was a similar course, so I had 92 feet of elevation gain, um, but it was just a slower run. Well, then the week after that, on June 18th, I was running six miles, and I haven't run six miles all at once in a very long time, at least probably a year. And so I decided I needed to try something new. So over the years, um, as being in a running community, I keep hearing about interval running and interval training, which is where you kind of pick an interval to run for a certain amount of minutes and then walk for a certain amount of minutes. So I decided I needed to try that because I've heard wonderful things because I've heard that intentionally building in walking into your run can be really helpful because it gives you time to rest and it can actually, if you do it right, make you a faster runner because that active rest gives you the opportunity to be able to keep running faster when you are running. So June 18th, about a week ago, I decided, okay, I'm gonna try this. And I decided to do a four one interval. So four minutes of running, one walk. Four minutes of running, one walk. And just on and on like that throughout the six miles. And as I was doing this, I was like, wow, this is great. (laughs) Intentionally building in this walking is helping me to run faster. And I had my earbuds in, and so as I was going, I was hearing that my average uh, pace per mile was staying pretty consistent throughout the entire time. I wasn't slowing down as the run went on. So for that six mile run, doing a four to one interval, I had a pace of 10 minutes and 45 seconds, which was only 10 seconds slower than my previous week, even though I added a mile. I'd gone from five miles to six miles, and the course I ran last week for the first six miler had 151 feet elevation gain. That was another 60 feet more of elevation gain over the previous week. So I was really happy about that. And I was like, wow, this interval running thing is kind of great. I need to experiment with this and try this more. So that's what I did. Earlier today, today is June 26, which the podcast is being released on a, in a couple of days. But today I ran six miles again and I did a different course. And today I decided to do a three to one interval. So three minutes running, one minute walking, three running, one walking. And so doing that, I also did a more difficult running course, a more difficult six mile course. It had 224 feet of elevation gain. That's an increase of like 70 more feet over the course I did last week. So it was a much, much harder course. However, I finished a lot faster. I had an average pace of 10 minutes, 18 seconds this week compared to last week's 10 minutes, 45 seconds. How was this possible? I was building in more walking, but I still ended up being faster. Well, what happened is because I was taking shorter chunks of running and then walking, that kept me more well-rested so that when I was running, I was able to run faster. And because there were such short intervals in between the running and the walking, my walking also kind of stayed faster because 
It just helped me kind of stay at a simpler pace and a more consistent walk to enable a faster running. I was so encouraged by this because I was like, yes, I'm getting to a point where now because I'm doing this interval running, I'm getting faster and it's easier to do longer distances and I feel so much better. Last week after my six mile run, I was just kind of feeling terrible. My feet were aching afterwards. And today after my run, I feel amazing because I had more rest during my run. It's amazing. So building in, building in intentional rest is actually making me a better runner. So what's my point with all this? Is this just to brag? No, I'm not a super fast runner. I may be faster than some of you, but I'm certainly slower than some of you as well. Um, but what I was really thinking about tonight as I was kind of experiencing this was how important rest is. We often forget about that because it seems counterintuitive in our culture to not uh, or to take breaks. We're told to go, 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 be productive, do things, do things, do things. You don't have time to rest. In order to achieve, you have to be constantly on the grind, on your hustle, go, 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 go. But that is not at all the way that we are designed. We can't function like that. That's the perfect way to burn out, the perfect way to not excel at things when we don't have rest. We are designed by God to need rest. To show us that, I want to look quickly at Genesis chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. And at this point, God has been creating the heavens and the earth and people, all the things. And here's what it says. And on the seventh day, God finished the work that, excuse me, God finished his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Now we have to think about that for a second because God had just spent all of this time, six days of creation. We don't know if that's literal or metaphorical, not the point. The point is that after all this time of creating everything, God chooses to rest. Our God is a resting God. Why? <laughs> Does God need a break? Does an all-powerful God need to rest? Well, if he's all-powerful, no, right? An all-powerful God doesn't need rest. Instead, God is choosing to rest. He is choosing to set aside time to enjoy creation and enjoy the people that he has made, you and I. It wasn't an afterthought, it wasn't boredom. God is intentionally choosing rest. It is part of the way that we are made to live. It's time to enjoy the fruits of the labor, to enjoy creation, and for mankind to enjoy relationship with God. So God sets aside 
intentional time for rest like I did in my run today. It's very deliberate. And God goes a step further and blesses this particular day. In the Bible, it's called the Sabbath, and it eventually makes its way into the Ten Commandments, and we'll get to that in a moment. But God is intentionally setting aside time for rest. God is saying, this is a priority. You need to do this. This is how you're supposed to function. If God is choosing to rest as an all-powerful God, what makes us think, as humans that are finite and not all-powerful, what makes us think that we can function without regular, regular rest? We can't do it. That is not how we are designed to function. We are deliberately intended to rest. Oftentimes we think that we need rest because the world is broken and there is sin and that just exhausts us and wears on us and work is hard and so we need to take a break. And those things are true, but in Genesis we see rest happen before the fall, before sin comes into the picture. So even before all these things that make our life so hard, we are designed to rest, even before all that. Then when we add those challenges into our lives, we need rest even more. It is so crucial, it is essential that we are getting rest. And God intends this to be cyclical. In the Bible, it talks about rest happening on every Sabbath or one day a week. It's consistent happening all the time, and it's a blessed day. We are designed to rest. Now, I mentioned a moment ago that um, it made its way into the Ten Commandments, and later in Exodus, after the Ten Commandments are given, uh, we get a little bit more detail about how important the uh, rest period is. So Exodus 20, verses 8 through 11 says this, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heaven, the earth, and the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath and made it holy. So in a nutshell, this passage is God reminding us that rest is a command. It's not an optional thing that we should do if we have time. No. <laughs> God is saying, rest. Do it. You need it. You cannot function without it. I'm saying this for your own good. I'm not saying this so that you are less productive. I'm saying this so that you are more productive. You cannot do this without taking a break. So as we dig a little deeper, God is instituting this Sabbath, this one consistent, intentional day, especially made for rest, after six days of work. So God is calling us to imitate a pattern that he initiated. 
Again, our God is a resting God, and we are trying to emulate that and mimic that. We are created to live in God's image. And so when we fail to fully live up to that, things go wrong, right? <laughs> Babies cry when they're tired, which never made sense to me for the longest time because it's like, you're a baby. You can just take a nap whenever you want. But then one year I was extremely exhausted and I just started crying one day and I was like, I understand babies now. We are not designed to function that way. We are designed and commanded to rest because we are made in the image of a resting God. I also need to point out that Jesus took resting really seriously. The Gospels are filled with instances where Jesus took time to rest and go away just to be with God. Rest is not only sleep, that's part of it, but sometimes rest is just reading a nice book, taking a nap, um, having a nice meal, uh, just enjoying the sunshine, going on a walk, going on a run, whatever it may be for you. All of those things can be restful. But Jesus emulates that. Jesus gives us an example of what it means to rest. He gets away from the crowd to spend time with God. We also see examples where Jesus is in a boat during a huge storm that's like threatening to drown everybody. And what's Jesus doing? He's taking a nap. Jesus is literally taking a nap in a storm that is threatening the boat and threatening their lives. What an image of trust. Jesus is saying rest is so important that I'm gonna trust God and take a nap in the middle of a storm. That's incredible. That's the example that we need to follow. Jesus took rest so seriously. And if we are followers of Jesus, we have to take rest seriously as well. So if you want to be like Jesus today, if you're wondering, what can I do to be like Jesus? Take a nap. It'll be great. Jesus does that. That's fine. Take a nap. I'm all for it. Naps are 100% biblical, in my opinion. So this helps me to understand how my running was made so much better by building in intentional rest. It's part of the design. It's part of how I'm designed to work. We don't function well when we just keep going and going and going and going. It doesn't work well for us. We are not the Energizer Bunny. We need to build intentional cyclical rest into our routines. So sometimes that's a daily thing. Obviously, most of us, hopefully, should be sleeping on a daily basis. Now, I know some of you are parents to young children, and so that creates a lot of challenges for your sleep. I get that. But we want to do, we want to make sure that we are doing our best to get regular sleep as followers of Jesus, because that's how our bodies are designed to work. Our bodies are temples of God, and to maintain those temples, we have to rest, excuse me, and have hiccups, apparently. We need to rest on a daily basis, so do what you can to institute a bedtime for yourself and consistent sleep schedules because that has been shown by a lot of studies to be very beneficial for your physical health, this temple of God. There's weekly rest, of course. There's, uh, we're commanded to honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. Now, does that mean we have to be legalistic and every Sunday you don't do anything whatsoever? It doesn't have to be Sunday. 
In fact, I often take my days of rest on Saturday and Monday because I work at a church, so Sunday is kind of a work day. Um, and I know that other um, pastors in our church and around the country take various days off um, of the week as their regular Sabbath day. Now, it's easy for me to have that routine of a day of no work because I'm single, I live alone, I don't have children, so it's really easy for me to consistently say, yes, I'm not gonna do anything work-related and I'm just going to have a day where I just enjoy creation, read a good book, take a nap, watch a movie, and just relax. Spend time with friends, with family, any of those kinds of things. I recognize that for a lot of you, you have families with kids that are on the go and all of those kinds of things. It gets challenging, no doubt. But again, if we're following Jesus, Jesus sets an example of rest. And if you're a parent, that's an amazing example of discipleship that you can do with your children. You can show your children it is important for us to take a day off in the week. That means you spend the day doing fun things, like maybe you go have a picnic or go to an amusement park. I don't know. Whatever that looks like for your family, think about what that can be. Think about how important it is for your kids to see that weekly rest and daily rest is very important. Such a great example to set for people. This may mean you have to say no to some things, but that's what it is to be a follower of Jesus. We say no to things that the world is pressuring us into, so we have to make sure that we say yes to rest. You also want to consider rest on a larger scale too, like what am I doing on a monthly basis to maybe take a little bit of a bigger break, or on a quarterly basis, like maybe every couple of months you maybe just have one day of a getaway um, where you just leave your kids with your spouse, or you get out of town and just go to bed and breakfast for a day or something like that, or even on an annual basis. I know times are uh, challenging financially, um, but is there a way that you can get away and maybe spend a week away from your normal life? And maybe that's even just a staycation where you turn off all your devices and you just go explore the local parks. That's great. Do that if that's what it takes to get a week of rest because that's something that's modeled in the Bible as well. Taking periods, larger periods of time amongst a longer span of years and months to take rest. It is so, so important. Discipleship is made better when we are well rested. Um, this is something that has been an area of passion for me, um, partly because I like sleeping, but um, I also just noticed, actually, I when I was in seminary, I a lot of this content I used for a sermon that I did in seminary, and it, preaching that sermon really convicted me. And so I decided to say, okay, oftentimes when I was in seminary, I had my work schedule, and then I had um, my class schedule, and so there was a lot of overlap between the two, and so I didn't often have a day off because my day off would be used for homework. And so after I preached the sermon, I realized, okay, I need to really give myself a day of rest because I got to practice what I literally just preached. And so I decided that even though I had a day off work, that's usually a good homework day, I decided in kind of a step of faith that I needed to not do homework that day. 
and just do my homework on the other days so that I had one day where I could just rest and just de-stress a little bit. And that was so good for me. It maybe made some of the other days a little bit challenging because I was resting and doing homework, but oh, I felt so much more energized to go throughout my week and I just felt at such greater peace. So with all that said, I want to encourage you to rest. I hope you understand how important it is because we are designed for regular rest. It's part of who we're supposed to be. It's part of what we're trying to reflect as image bearers of a resting God. So I don't know what that looks like for you, and maybe you don't know. Maybe it's time for you to find out what better patterns of rest look like for you. Find what's restful. Maybe that's uh, playing the piano for 20 minutes a day, or um, listening to worship music, or classical music, or heavy metal. If that's your thing, great. Um, whatever it is, find what gives you rest and build that into your day, into your week, into your month, into your year. It's so important. So, I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope after you listen to this or watch this that you go to bed or take a nap. Whatever works for you. Thank you so much for watching and listening, and I hope you have a wonderful and blessed day.